Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study emphasizes the capital L life that can be found in the scriptures. Jesus said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." This is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began his ministry in China in the 1920s and it continued until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom in the 1970s. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962 and began speaking these life study messages in 1974, completing it in 1995. To find out more, you can visit our website, lifestudy.com. Again, that's lifestudy.com. Now, let's join today's program. I pursue if even I may lay hold of that for which I also have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. This is Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 and in it the apostle Paul tells us that Christ Jesus has laid hold of us for a purpose, a specific purpose, and that purpose is that we may lay hold of or gain him. Stay with us today for a life study program entitled Gaining Christ by Pursuing After Him. And joining us for fellowship on this marvelous topic is Dennis Agashi. Dennis, welcome back. It's always good that you could take time to join us. Chris, thank you so much. I'm glad I'm back here. Philippians chapter three, Dennis. I think for all of us who've been uh, involved in these programs, is becoming, if it wasn't already, one of our favorite chapters in the Bible. Today, we want to focus on verses twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, and these convey a picture of the Apostle Paul pursuing after Christ to gain Him. But this happens only after Paul has been gained by Christ. This is a wonderful picture, Dennis, of the Christian life. Christ gaining us, beginning with our salvation for a purpose, and then our life becomes filled with meaning as that purpose for us becomes to gain Him. Marvelous, isn't it? It really is, Chris. These three verses just crystallize the whole feeling of the Apostle Paul's life and his pursuit. And、uh, we can see Paul was not a passive person at all. And I think these three verses we will see in the program of how marvelous it is and how so applicable it is to us today. One of the very striking things,、uh, I think, anyone who has gotten into the depths of this book at all, you realize the Apostle Paul here is really in the maturity of life, in the maturity in his development in the Christian life, and as you just said. There's no sign of passivity. There's nothing to indicate that he was satisfied just to be a believer, just to be a Christian,、right. just to be born again, just to be on his way to heaven. Right. His life was full of purpose and a pursuit, and that really comes through. Really, so it really is absolute. Well, let's get on with our life study, Dennis. We want to see a deeper view of the word conversion. It's a word that I think most believers are、uh, familiar with. We use it a lot. We're going to see it in a deeper context. Let's go to Witness Lee. I pursue, if also I may gain that for which I also have been gained by Christ, and this means Christ has gained me on the way to Damascus. Christ has gained me at my conversion for a purpose, for the purpose that I may gain Him. This is a deeper talk. Concerning conversion, 
on this earth, very few Christian teachers talk about conversion in this way. In the way that Christ has gained us for the purpose that we may gain him. Let us improve our Christian talk about a conversion to this stage. That we realize at our conversion Christ has gained me and you, that we all may gain him. It is not just for forgiveness of sins. It is not just for redemption. It is not just for salvation. It's just not for going to heaven, but for us to gain Christ. Christ firstly gained us. He has taken a full possession of you. Don't think you can run away. It's easy for him to uh, grasp the whole earth, the globe, by his one hand. You don't think you can escape out of his hand. The law has taken over you with the purpose that you would take him. He has gained you that you may gain him. His intention is that you gain him. Right now, what an extraordinary expression to talk about the Lord's salvation. The Lord's salvation is to seize us, to capture us, that we may gain Him. Dennis, I want to come back to the word he used here, conversion. Mm -hmm. You know, I think typically when we use this word, uh, most commonly we have the idea that, well, to be converted is to have um, a new mindset or a different right. belief structure. Right. We were one way and then our mind got changed once we believed into Christ and uh, now we view the world differently. Right. And there is this element, but Paul is really going after something much deeper here than just a different mindset by which we perceive the world and things around us, isn't he? It really is, Chris. The way this word conversion is used by Brother Lee is altogether different because we can see in these verses that the real example of conversion is Paul was gained by Christ on his way to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 especially. And we can see in the way that Paul was gained by Christ, he was actually seized by Christ. I believe we all know the story. Right. I mean, God did not give him much choice. <laughs> he just seized him at one moment. First he was an opposer, then he became a believer. In that same way, God's intention is that Paul would also gain Christ with the same intense intensity, with the same fervor. This was Paul's real conversion. And I believe what Brother Lee said, that our vocabulary, our concept has to be uplifted. It's not just something objective. We're an unbeliever, then we change our mind and we become a believer. The meaning here is that uh, just as Christ gained Paul or gained us, we are in the process of gaining Christ. Mm. Dennis, let's go on uh, to the next couple of verses. Verses 13 and 14 take us the next step. Paul says, Brothers, I do not account of myself to have laid hold, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before, I pursue toward the goal for the prize to which God in Christ Jesus has called me upward. Again, this is filled with action, activity, uh, an aggression on the yes. part of the Apostle Paul, laying hold of and seizing the one who has seized him. Yes. Marvelous picture. Let's go back to Witness Lee. 
brothers, I do not yet reckon myself to have laid hold. I do not reckon myself to have gained but one thing. Now you have this one thing mentioned again. One thing. To think one thing. To one thing. One thing is crucial. And what is one thing? This one thing is in verse 14. But one thing, this, I pursue toward the goal for the price of the high calling in Christ Jesus. But one thing, what the one thing? That is, I pursue. I pursue toward the goal. One thing, that is, I pursue toward the goal. And who is the goal? Christ. Pursue toward the goal for the prize. And what is the prize? Again, Christ. The goal is Christ. The prize is Christ of the high calling of God. There is a kind of calling in this universe which is called high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Then she tells us how to pursue. He is doing one thing. That is pursue. How to pursue? He tells us to uh, forget the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before. To pursue, the way is to forget the past and to stretch toward the front. Whatever is behind, you have to forget. Whatever is in the front, it's before you. You have to strive toward. We have to see such a matured saint, even the matured, experienced apostle. He told us that he had not obtained. He had not obtained the full enjoyment of Christ, nor matured in life. But he was pursuing. Paul has already obtained the common, the general salvation by the common faith. And this is proven by 1 Timothy chapter 1. Then the extra portion of resurrection requires us to pursue, to run, and to finish our course triumphantly. We all have been regenerated, but not matured, not perfected in life. Having been gained by Christ at our conversion, that we may gain him. Don't reckon yourself that you have gained. This is the way. Then, doing one thing. In doing this one thing, you have to forget the things which are behind. And you have to stretch forward to the things which are before. Dennis, we, um, we heard this phrase, one thing, again and again in this portion, and it's in the verse that we read a moment ago. What is this one thing that the Apostle Paul referred to and Witness Lee was emphasizing? It's interesting that Paul says one thing, but he lists two things. <laughs> he says, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before, oh, which good. means that the way to lay hold of Christ, or this one thing 
implies that there are two parts. Mm-hmm. Surely, it's hard to stretch forward if we don't forget the things which are behind. Chris, this reminds me that Paul is like an Olympian here. In the Olympics, an athlete has to forget all the things of the past, failures or victories, and looking forward, stretching forward to that competition which is beforehand. And this was Paul's attitude towards Christ. Even though he had gained Christ immensely, he mm-hmm. was not content. Mm-hmm. He was not satisfied. He wanted to still forget both his negative and positive experiences mm-hmm. and stretch forward. I, You can just imagine what a metaphor, what an example here that Paul, he wanted to gain Christ to the uttermost. He was, if I could say, he was just, he was a crazy man for gaining Christ. He he just was this type of person. He was not at all content with his amount of Christ that he gained. This is really marvelous. Yeah, that brings to mind a very vivid picture. I think we've all seen the, uh, the shots of the photo finish where the runner is leaning right to the point of falling forward on his face to yes. get to that line. Yes. Surely that in that moment, there is nothing of what has taken place before that is occupying that That's runner, correct. is it? Dennis, there's another thing in this verse, and he also alluded to it, even mentioned it in the portion we just heard. I'd like to talk about that for a moment. I think we talked about it a bit actually before, but let's focus on it. Uh, here is Paul, you know, virtually matured, mm-hmm. although in his heart, in his own attitude about himself, mm-hmm. there was no self-satisfaction right. of what he had achieved or accomplished spiritually. Uh, he is viewing himself as one who had not yet obtained. Yes. This, but, of course, we realize by now he must have uh, had a full salvation experience as uh, we all have had. If he had this kind of heart, how much more so do we need to have this sort of heart? This is why I appreciate, and I think we both appreciate this ministry so much, It causes us not to be content. Coming back to the first question, if we were just converted and just waiting for something, why would we need to run? Why would we need to pursue? You know, Paul, you mentioned this word action. You just look at the action verbs here, pursue, lay hold, forgetting, stretching. This shows a person who is not just waiting for something, but actively gaining and wanting to gain Christ. And this shows us, Chris, that today, This is really our experience. We have been gained by Christ, and God's intention in his salvation is not for us to wait for something or to go someplace. God's intention is just as much as he has gained us, he wants us to gain him. I recall reading uh, something that Watchman Nee wrote about knowing God's will for your life. Uh, This somewhat reminds me, uh, especially in our youth, when we have a lot of zeal and passion for the Lord, which is marvelous and commendable, but we're waiting to find out what God's purpose for our life is. Do we go to China? Do we go to Africa? Uh, What great plan does God have for us? Well, actually, it's quite clear what his purpose for us, isn't it? Right. It really is, Chris, just to see. His purpose is really that we would gain him. You know, I believe, Chris, um, Brother Lee mentioned this in the life study, that uh, when Paul was gained by Christ, Christ actually seized Paul. Right. And this is the same word, same feeling that Paul describes or ascribes to Christ. He wants to seize Christ in the same way that Christ seized him. And I appreciate it also that uh, Brother Lee said that once Christ gains or seizes you, you cannot get away. You just cannot get away. In other words, we've been hooked by Christ. And this line is long. And no matter how far we try to get away, it seems like eventually we always end up back in the boat because we've been hooked by Christ. And eventually, he wants us to gain him just as much as he has gained us. Well, Dennis, let's go on to our final section today. 
We will focus in this section on the goal that we're pursuing for, the reward. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Pursuing toward the goal, that is, the full enjoyment of Christ. The goal is the full enjoyment of Christ. For the prize, and the prize is the extra enjoyment of Christ, I do believe this extra portion is for the millennium kingdom. In the millennial kingdom, the overcomers will be there enjoying Christ in an extra ordinary way. So this corresponds without resurrection. Just in graduation, you know, 400 students all graduated at the same time, but one or two in the graduation turn out. They enjoy an extra portion. So all of us will be resurrected if we will die before the Lord come back. When he come back, we all will be resurrected. In that resurrection, some will stand out, enjoying a kind of a resurrection quite extraordinary, which Paul calls the out-resurrection. That will be a prize to the real winners who win the race. We have a wrong concept that we think as long as we get into resurrection, that'll be okay. No, no, no. The Bible tells us even the sinners, eventually, they all will be resurrected. John 5 tells us two uh, classifications of resurrection. One resurrection is to life. The other resurrection is to be condemned, to condemnation. So, believers dead, all will be resurrected to life. That means to salvation. And the sinners, after the 1,000 years, all will be also resurrected, but into condemnation. By this you can see the principle is this, it doesn't mean as long as one is resurrected, that is okay. No, no, no. It is not okay. This is the principle. So, among the Christians, still, there is a difference. We all will be resurrected, but some will just participate in the resurrection in a common way. Just like the 400 students all participate in the graduation in a general way, only one or two, they stood out in the graduation. They enjoyed the graduation with an extra portion. Dennis, I'd like to labor on this point a little bit. I think it's uh, noteworthy, to say the least. Here is Paul speaking to believers. He's writing to the church in Philippi, the Philippians. As a believer, one who has achieved and accomplished so much, and yet right to the end, he's pursuing, stretching, looking for a reward. This surely is not just the reward of common salvation, is it? He was assured already of his common salvation. He had received the common faith of all the believers, so he didn't have to stretch forward to that. But he was not assured of being matured, because only the mature ones receive 
the reward. And this reward is the prize in verse 14, to which God in Christ Jesus has called us upward. And we can see that Paul, in his pursuit in his Christian life, he wanted to gain the full enjoyment of Christ. For what reason? Because there was a prize beforehand. To me, Chris, this is not just something coincidental. I mean, Paul's use of the word prize means that only a few receive it. And the prerequisites to receive the prize is outlined or embodied in these verses, especially in the book of Philippians, to see that Paul wanted to pursue Christ, forget everything, gain him. Even the title of this message, Gaining Christ by Pursuing After Him, implies that we cannot be satisfied with just the amount of Christ we have. Why? Because there's a prize in front of us. There's a goal. Even Brother Lee referred to the matter of runners. A number graduate, but only a few receive that extra or extraordinary graduation. And Chris, we want to be those who mature. I believe Paul uses this word perfected, which means matured. He was not so clear about his maturity. And so uh, before the Lord, he wanted to gain Christ more so he could be one of those who would receive the prize at the end of his life. Dennis, we've got about a minute left. Let me uh, take advantage of that, touch another point here that struck me. Uh, We referred to it a little bit already, but this matter of forgetting the things which are behind. Yes. Uh, In the matter of obtaining this goal, this reward, or this extra portion of enjoyment, as uh, Witness Lee put it, Paul's forgetting of the things behind was not just the sinful negative things, was it? That's correct. Talk about this for just the moment we have left. He not only forgot his experiences in Judaism, but also his experiences of Christ, his genuine experience of Christ. You know, it's easy for us. We have a great experience of Christ. It's easy for us to dwell on it, to to savor it, and causing us to be content. But Paul's intention was that he had to forget everything. In other words, every day is a new beginning. Today, this morning, Chris, you and I had to get up. We had to gain Christ today. We couldn't depend on the Christ yesterday. It's like the life study of Exodus with the manna. Right. Christ is like the manna. You cannot wait. That manna goes rotten in the next day. We have to gain Christ every day, and this is the concept here. Oh, as wonderful fellowship. I enjoyed this very much. Thank you for being here today. You're welcome, Chris. We uh, have just a moment left to point out to you, as we like to do at the end of the program, we have a toll-free number that we've made available And we hope that you'll take advantage of it and call us today. You know, we received a call, oh, a day or two ago, and it was such a touching, genuine expression of how much this particular person had been enjoying this broadcast. And uh, the sister that spoke with him on the phone said, well, how long have you been listening? He said, oh, about two and a half years. And uh, the reaction that caused in us was, oh, why did you have to wait so long? We'd love to hear from you much before this. So if you have been listening and have been enjoying and yet have just felt like you have no reason to call, if it's just to let us know that you are listening and appreciating and enjoying these programs, uh, that in itself is enough for us. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. You can write to us also, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send email to radio at lsm.org. For Dennis Agashi today, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. 
From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us radio at lsm.org or call us toll free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today. How can we come to the throne of grace while we're here on earth? Let us therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. How can we come to the throne of God in heaven while we still live on earth? The secret is our spirit. The very Christ who is sitting on the throne in heaven is also now in us, that is, in our spirit, where the habitation of God is. Whenever we turn to our spirit, we enter through the gate of heaven and touch the throne of grace in heaven through Christ. Scripture, Hebrews 4.16, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.